Welcome to the Check Your Six podcast. Join your hosts, Air Force veterans Craig Lyson and Tim Proctor as they continue their conversation about the challenges of small business ownership as well as information, tips and guest speakers all designed to help you navigate the potential stormy weather that is small business. And now, here are your hosts, Craig and Tim. Morning, Craig. How are you this morning, man? Hey, man. You know, we got me this equipment over here, which I know that people can't see us. But the first thing that comes to mind is a Claymore because of the lens. And I had to go check it out and make sure that nothing was going to shoot do, out at do us. Do not pay any attention where it says point towards enemy. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> so I'm thinking like, okay, let's go check it out make sure there's nothing loaded in this nah, thing. <laughs> I don't think there's anything loaded. I would hope not for this gentleman we have in here today, which is, it's, I met Dave a while ago and we'll get into more details from him. But how are you doing this morning, man? I'm doing fantastic. It's, How are you feeling? It's I'm feeling swell. We're, you know, this is our 50th episode. If you can believe it, that we've actually had you know, 45 people come in here. I can always, I can always revert back to when you always said, I know I bring this up a lot saying like, no one knows us. No one's going to know us. We'll probably get maybe one, one, one person. Here we are up to what? 1900 downloads already. See, that's where we bring Dave in today. Cause Dave has a YouTube channel. This guy's like a real rock star. He, he actually knows what he's doing. So he and, brought you, in wait a minute, and you don't? No, he brought in a camera today. He says, hey, have you ever thought about doing uh, these on video? Yeah, I'm just too lazy to put them all together <laughs> on videos. Anyways, give people a way to contact you. A phone number that they never use is yeah. 407-754-5779. It's solo webs right now, but see what happens. Nah, you know, give it a call. No, you get more texts and calls than anybody I've ever seen before in enough's my life. Enough. And I'm Tim Proctor with GRP Studios. We're here in the studio today, 407-862-6882 or Tim at grpstudios.com. The title of the show for today was originally Using the Right Web Tools and the subtitles with I Had a Hammer. Now, if I had a hammer, can still apply. Because most of us with technology, I could use a hammer to technology. But you know that remember the song? I know you do. If I had a hammer? Yeah, I, I can admit. Well, first of all, when we use the word swell, yeah, I think I can remember that. Yeah. I know what swell means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the people in our guest here don't. You're swell. Do you remember if I had a hammer? You know, you probably remember from Peter, Peter Paul and Mary. Right. They, they did that in the 60s, but it was originally written by Pete Seeger and Lee Hayes just after your birthday, June 3rd, 1949. So this was a song written for the Communist Party, If I Had a Hammer. Does that make sense now? Yeah, sure. I'm glad you don't have a hammer. It's also made great by Trini Lopez, but my wife is Dutch, and this has nothing. Dave's looking at us like, you guys are morons. My wife is Dutch, so in a Dutch artist recorded it, did you realize you probably didn't know? Wait a minute. That so wait a minute. Was that was that the is that the one we got on our podcast? No, no, from no, 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 no. Oha Dickenhama would be the <laughs> title for that in Dutch, if my Dutch is slightly correct. So, anyways, if I had a hammer, is kind of the thing because most of us want to take hammers to any technology we have on our person. I've I've wanted to take a hammer to my phone, my computer, whatever it is. So Dave Kramer, Dave talks business. Welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for bringing in some cool toys. I like seeing cool toys Yeah, my, in the my studio. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Well, tell us about Dave. See, that, that, that runs into Cheech and Chong. Dave's not here. Wow. <laughs> no, I hear that a lot. <laughs> yeah, you hear that a lot. Okay, see, I'm not the only one. So give us a little bit of background of who you are, and then I want to talk about talking business. I, I like that question because that's kind of the question we always ask ourselves is, who am I, right? And you know, as a child growing up, I looked at the things that I enjoyed doing from a, on a day-to-day -day basis, and I thought, 
why can't I just do this for the rest of my life? You know, and I was always very industrious. Started my first business when I was seven years old, and I never worked for anyone a day in my life. So I want to teach others how to do that. Wow. Oh, they do. I've heard it said, find what your passion is and do it. If your passion is eating ice cream, well, that's probably not something you can do, but really try and find what you love to do. Some of it, it takes a lot longer. I discovered I didn't work for somebody else now, and I'm doing what I love to do. Craig now is not working for somebody else. No, I love what I do. I mean, it's it's a, it's a calling that you figure like you got to take a stand in your life before something else happens to you. And But um, I'm reading this, and I'm like, so you started a Kool-Aid stand, I take it, and that just ran off. No one else did that back in 1949 because I heard that's the, our, our year now. Now, so you started you started a bunch of businesses. According to the, the website, you've helped literally hundreds or maybe even thousands of individuals walk through the business planning of becoming a small businessman. You know, real briefly, All Pro Web Tools is where you and I met years ago. Dave Talks Business. What is that and why did you branch out to that earlier this year? So I noticed over the last 15, 20 years, I was always being asked by my friends and, and neighbors, you know, they're saying, hey, I'm going to start a business. What should I do about this? Or I'm having a problem with my employees. Which, how can I, what would you do? You know, and so I was always giving away free advice and I enjoyed doing it. But really, I realized there's just so much knowledge that I have that I think is intrinsic. It just makes sense. But when I talk to other people, they say, wow, how did you think of that? Or I never thought of that. And I, th I think, really? You didn't? Oh, I, I guess that was valuable, what I gave you. So I thought maybe if I put together a YouTube channel where I had a cameraman follow me around in my actual business and kind of behind the scenes watching me go through the different challenges that I encounter every single day, you know, working with clients, working with employees, working with government offices and filling out paperwork and tax forms and you know, all the stuff that we have to do as small business owners. I consider myself a serial small business owner. I've started at least 10 different companies and I've helped many of my friends start their companies. So I have all this experience from a range of, I had a pager and cell phone company. I had a computer repair company. I did electronics repair, radios, televisions, you know, CVs, all those kinds of things. And I had a nightclub for a while. I did some real estate and I did a, um, TV commercial. I was making TV commercials out in California for a while. So a broad range of small businesses. And so I took a look at myself and I thought, who am I? What, what's really my skill set? Is it any of those items individually? Or is it maybe just that I've started so many small businesses that I kind of know the ropes and I can help others with that? Too bad someone didn't already take this phrase, but listening to everything you accomplished, it's more like, I want that. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean... Too bad you couldn't use it. It's already taken. <laughs> <laughs> but all of those things that you did helped lead you to where you are today. And for those of you that don't know, a pager was a very small thing, went on your belt, and it beeped when you had a message. For those you know that don't understand what a pager was. like, oh. what, what year did that come out? Come out? Probably in the 70s, but yeah, it got pagers really popular in the uh, 90s. Tim was born before that. I didn't think we, we would get him on that one. No, whatever. I remember 45s, okay? <laughs> I remember 45s. So you've had a variety of businesses, and you've helped people grow. If there's one thing specifically that small or emerging businesses, as we like to call them, that are in need of today, what is it? 
I really think they need to pay attention to the landscape that they're entering into, understanding the competitive analysis, doing a market analysis of what they're really getting into. What I've noticed is very common is they all have a passion. They all have a reason that they started the business that they started, but they don't necessarily have the business acumen. They, they don't necessarily have a business degree. They, they don't have an experience being in business. So the way they set up their pricing structure isn't always good for the market. A lot of times the processes and creating a, a cycle that can be repeated in an efficient manner. I like to look at the example of McDonald's. They only, when they started out, they only sold a few select items, French fries, hamburgers, and shakes. That's, that's just three items on the menu, but it was simple. And it was easy to replicate and duplicate and continue the process. Where did they start their business at? I believe that was in Southern California. It was a drive-thru. It was a movie outdoor movie theater. Oh, okay. Where was that at? You know, you can speak a little bit louder there, Duke, because I'm going to have to adjust that later on. So where was it started? Well, you at? know, because my hearing's gone, so I don't know what I'm talking anymore. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it was a historical channel I was watching. It's very fascinating exactly what you're saying. It's very intriguing because since we got you on the air now, we can listen to how you're going to do your business to help others understand you're needed. Well, let's, let's talk about that minute for a minute for pricing. Because a lot of people think that, okay, I'm just going to make myself competitive or my pricing is going to be lower than everybody else's. Now, McDonald's actually did that with their original you know, sales. We're going to sell these burgers cheap, but we're going to sell a bunch of them. And most people don't realize that just because I'm selling something cheap or inexpensive, let's say inexpensive, if unless you sell a ton of it, you're not going to be profitable. So talk to me about pricing and why it's so important. Well, when McDonald's started, the competitive landscape was all sit-down restaurants. So the standard practice was to go in, sit down, wait a half an hour to get your food and get out. And so they created a process where you could get in, get your food in a few minutes, and then get out. And that was where the multiplier was, where they could charge a lower price, but they knew they would make it up in volume. So they had a strategy, they had a business plan. And unfortunately, as a lot of small business owners I talk to, the plan is, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to make money. We've said that before. So what is your plan? What's your business plan? Well, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to make money. Do you think Do you think Roy had a lot of feedback on, I'm going to start a business and we're going to sell burgers cheap? What a crock. Well, actually, yes, it is. You know, Roy, I don't know. No, bad. you're right. It's, that was it's, a bad point. Uh, when we had a, a senior vice president of Center State Bank, people walk in and said, hey, I'm, I'm going to start a business. First thing you out of his mouth says, let me see your business plan. I don't have it. There's the door. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when you talk to small business owners or emerging business owners that say, hey, Dave, I need help. How do you start in helping a small business? Yeah. uh, The first thing I do is I just ask them a lot of questions. What is your business? How long have you been doing it? Do you have any employees? I think that's really important. And finding out where their existing customer base has come from gives me a real good idea of kind of where they're at in their business. And then I'll typically ask them what their goals are for their business or any challenges that they want to overcome. And it's interesting how if they mention a challenge it's usually not that specific thing that needs to be addressed. There's a few other things behind that that we need to look at so that that will resolve the issue that they're, they are actually facing. The, the challenge is, I just can't seem to make enough money. So do you then look at, okay, why is that happening and what's behind it? Yeah. I mean, there's just so many factors to it. That's why you need somebody to go in there with a strategy. Um, another thing that I see sometimes is that their processes are so efficient that they don't have enough money to hire help. So they're doing everything themselves. 
And they're the ones staying up late at night. They're working 16 hours a day. They're working six days a week. And, you know, I say, well, you need to hire somebody. And then they say, well, I don't have money for that. Well, there, but there is a good clause in that because UCF have interns now that you can bring them on board and they're just looking to get experience. Right. That's one of the strategies that I've offered to people. And the, the thing is, they're not aware of all these things. No, they're not. Just the other day, I was helping somebody out with something called PCI compliance, where when they are charging credit cards to their customers, they didn't know that there was a, a fee that was snuck onto their bill because they hadn't filled out one simple paper and they would have saved uh, $600 a year just by filling out that paper. And it was something they weren't even aware of. Yeah, there is so much stuff out there. It's funny because you walked in, one of the first things you said is, hey, how come you're not videotaping this? And my, my answer to you was, I just don't have the time. So I'm surprised you didn't throw something at me and say, well, then why don't you hire an intern, bring them in here and let them help develop the podcast. You didn't have the time to hire an intern. You Correct. could do that. <laughs> There's also a lot of great editors in the Philippines that'll do it for about 3 or $4 an hour. We have had people talk about doing that. And I guess that's probably letting go. And that's a big thing for small business owners. Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, if I let this go, then I'm not going to have control. Well, we don't have control over anything anyways. But do you ask small businesses, what is your objective? Well, that's a good point about the having losing control. And it's important when I explain to them that delegation is very important. That's the only way they're going to grow. But they need to, a way to delegate and still maintain that control. And that's what I help them with is implementing those systems so they can track. Well, give me, give me an example of that. You're a small business owner and you provide a widget and you can make it, make it whatever you want to be. So then what would you say to them? What do they need to look at as a way to grow, how what what do you do? You focus on specific things. Let's focus on first your your target market. Let's focus on your processes. How, what do you focus on first, if that's even possible? Yeah, to I, explain. I, I get what you're saying. There's two scenarios that I see. One is where somebody doesn't have enough leads coming into their business that are interested in their products. So that's obviously a problem with marketing. But there's somebody I'm coaching right now who has so many leads and so many phone calls and so many emails that she literally can't return every call. And so it's an interesting problem to have. And, and I told her, she's so stressed out. She's pulling her hair out. And I'm saying, look, you've got the best problem of anybody I've oh, coached. Yeah, we would beg for yeah, a problem like that. Exactly. But she's, she's, her reputation is being damaged because she's not returning these phone calls quick enough. That's and, right. And because reputation, people. I mean, you teach them SWAT or SWOT. What do we do? S-W-O-T? Straight That's huge. I can't stress that enough. Wow. Well, let's. I'm. And this is going to go really, really, really fast today. First half's almost nearly over, and and so we'll come back and talk some, about some other stuff with Dave talks. Stay tuned. The guys will be right back with more on how to check your six. If you own a business, you are going to love all the great advice to be found on YouTube. You can find tips on hiring, firing, and dealing with employees, tips and tricks to save money when processing credit cards, and reducing your website costs. Hear stories from small business owners and how they achieve their goals. If you are just thinking about starting a business, there are videos to help you understand just how to get started. Just go to YouTube and search for Dave Talks Business. You will hear tips and tricks from a serial small business owner with over 35 years experience. That is YouTube and search for Dave Talks Business. Listen on your way to work and arrive ready to tackle the day. 
All right, we are back with the second half of the podcast, episode number 50, in here with, with Dave. Dave talks business. Dave Kramer. We were actually talking off air about some things. One of the questions, one of the things you talked about before we went to break was pricing and strategy. Now, we have to be very careful with what we do here in Central Florida. It's very different doing it here in the media industry than it is in California or some of the other places. You want to price yourself so that you're competitive, but they're also you're profitable. That's obviously very important. Price yourself that are profitable. What do you tell for the to the individual that says, "Well, I'm going to just price myself lower," and but then I don't make any money? What do you What do you tell somebody about pricing? Yeah, so I have a strategy for that. I, I never suggest putting your prices below market, and you should definitely have your prices actually above market. Your MSRP, right? And what you can always do is you can always offer a discount. But as long as they understand what your normal price is, then you can always get back to that price as opposed to starting your business at a lower price and then trying to raise your prices slowly over time because there's always going to be that resistance factor from your, your customers. I wrote a blog about this on my website that goes, in, goes into a lot more detail on it. But it's important that you have a way, uh, some room where you can have a discount because that's going to be your incentive to bring in new customers. If they understand that your normal MSRP is this, they're going to have a perceived value of the services and product that you offer. So I got this when I had a girlfriend who loved to go to the outlet malls and she would buy those really expensive purses and all this stuff. And she'd come back and she'd say, look at this $400 purse. I got it for 75% off. And I'm looking at the materials that make the purse, and I'm thinking, yeah, this was made overseas. It cost them a few dollars. You actually still overpaid by quite a bit. Yeah. So it's that perceived value where, well, this is a $400 purse. Is it really a $400 purse? You, you got 75% off. That's a $100 purse. And that, that's probably the price that they were happy to sell it at in the first place. And we have to be very cautious of us in our industry here. We're a very small organization, and I think I told you that. But before we go any farther, one thing we didn't do is give contact information for, for Dave Kramer at Dave Talks Business. How do people get a hold of you, and how do they say, call Dave? So the number one way to get access to my information is by going to my YouTube channel, which is Dave Talks Business. And there I have all kinds of videos. They're about 10 minutes long, tips and tricks about all the common problems that small business owners encounter. But I also have my website, which is davetalksbusiness.com, where you can book a, a strategy session with me for free for 15 minutes. And I also have free resources for businesses, such as a employee a disciplinary form and some other forms that you might need access to in the course of business. We use the military disciplinary form, right? Hey, you! <laughs> no, that doesn't, that doesn't work very well in, in the civilian world. Some things just don't translate. No, some things just don't <laughs> translate. Where you started in all these businesses, is there a particular business that has helped you develop what you're doing right now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I started All Pro Web Tools, which is a software that helps you manage your business, gives you all the tools to manage your employees, their task assignments, their time cards, and your customer communications so that you can be ever present and understand what's going on in your business. So, for instance, I wouldn't be able to be here with you on a Monday morning if I didn't have access to my staff right from the palm of my you know, smartphone. 
I'm not worried about anything right now. I know what my staff is doing. I know which customers are calling in and I know that they're being taken care of. But here's the interesting thing. When I started giving this software to small business owners, they kind of looked at it like that really interesting tool in the hardware store that looks really neat, but I'm not really sure how to use it. So oh, yeah. it just sits in the corner and collects dust. Yeah. That, that's what ended up happening. So I'd have people sign up because they were excited about the idea of having that carefree life, but they didn't really know how to implement the tool. So after doing that for 10 years, I realized what I really need to do is focus on helping them with their mindset and helping them with their strategy so that they're ready to use that tool. So those two then, okay, and that, and that makes a whole lot of sense because now you're reaching out to those small business owners and say, let's work on the, the foundation first before I give you all the tools to build the building. Let's start on the foundation of what you want to do and what you want to accomplish. What changes have you seen since 2009 when you, when you started that? Is there anything, I mean, well, let's rephrase that. There have been a bazillion changes. There that was been 12 years ago. But... What's one of the biggest changes or what do you see going forward? Maybe let's start with that. What do you see going forward with small business and what they're going to need to do differently? Well, there, there really has been a lot. Uh, smartphones were not really a thing back in 2009 and now they are. And that has completely changed the society that we live in and how people buy things and how people think about things. The competitive landscape now Amazon.com is where everybody's going to buy things. So back in 2009, there were a lot of these smaller boutique e-commerce shops, and a lot of them are, are really struggling Long right gone. now. Yeah, or yeah. struggling. So that's just one example with Amazon.com. Another thing that I see that's uh, really going to be an issue is this $15 minimum wage that yeah. is being talked about a lot. We know it's coming. We know it's going to happen. And I think it's interesting if you Consider a company, let's say, that has 100 employees, just for simple math here. And let's say that a certain portion of them are currently being paid minimum wage at, so let's say, what, $11, $12 an hour in Florida. And they have other employees who are being paid $14 an hour, and they have other employees being paid $16 an hour, and on the way, all the way up the ladder, right? So let's say minimum wage goes up to 15 So you got to take your 12s up to 15 now you got to take your 14s up to 15. So they get a dollar raise and they're now making the same amount as the guys before who were making 12. And now what about the $16 an hour guys? How do they feel? Are they yeah. going to get a raise? Are you going to raise them up by $5 or or what are you going to do gonna with that? Is it going to be a proportional proportional raise? Yeah, yeah, it creates quite an issue. And then, you know, that's also going to increase the amount of tax dollars that are paid for wages because it's a percentage, but it's going to be a percentage of a larger number. So the cost to small businesses is going to go up substantially. And then also there's the supply chain. So all the goods and services that are being provided to you to then sell to others is going to go up. So the costs are just going to get crazy. And that's where it's going to be advantageous to bigger monopoly companies like Walmart and Amazon who are optimizing their processes through repeatable cycles. So that's why I think if I can help the small business owners to optimize their processes so that they can be lean and mean, they can stay competitive in that market. Yeah, and that's typically we've said before, we don't talk about two things here on this podcast. One of them is COVID. One of them is politics. But that really is, that's going to be tremendously important for small businesses, for emerging business, for that level for minimum wage, which minimum wage was designed for a starter job. Are you going to pay a high school kid now 
$15 an hour to ask if how many in your party, two, four, and to have them seat them. At a, and I know there's debate on both sides of the aisle. I get it. I understand it. But I don't think they really realize the impact that this is going to make on small business overall. Because you hit the supply chain, but most people don't even think about that. If it's going to cost more from the supply chain to me, and my employees are costing me more, and my taxes are more, it's great. They're gathering more taxes. I'm going to charge you more. So that $15 an hour that you're now making buys you about $8 worth of goods. And it's, we're right in the same cycle over and over and who's, over again. Who's going to capitalize this is if you look at the homes being built, there are four and five bedrooms. So most people are coming to our country with families that are tradition. They are all living in the same home, like New York. So how does it benefit for, for the people that are single families? Well, they don't. We're, we're going to take the beating. It's not the multifamily living together. Yeah. So, but it all, it, it's going to come down as maybe you're, you know, I know you're younger than us, but it's just that we've been through it. We knew what we had to do to get to our point, like Tim and I, to invest, to save, to get where we're at now. It's just a different structure. You've got to realize what it's really going to cost you. And what we want to do is also help small businesses. We're much like you. Are you on your website? Your tagline is: Are you controlling technology, or is technology controlling you? What What do you mean when you say, "Are you controlling technology, or is it controlling you?" Well, just remember, all technology has an off button. You can turn it off. Oh no, Big Brother's watching everything, right? <laughs> You're right. You can't you absolutely can't turn it off. That's some of the best times when we've gone to places where we don't have reception, don't have TV service, don't have internet. Wow, you know, there's these things called books. Well, yeah, my Kindle. No, 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 no. A <laughs> book that you open and read. And How is it controlling you? Bar Barnes & Noble's still in business. Yep. And, and their, their shelves are full and people are in there all the time. Well, I've loved technology my entire life. I started playing with electronics when I was about seven years old, resistors and capacitors and transistors. And I had the little electronic kits from Radio Shack, and I'd build my own little uh, things. So you built the first card, Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> All the great movies back then, absolutely. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. So I always had a passion for technology because I realized if it's used properly, it's a tool. It can leverage your time. It can make repeatable processes, something that can be done while you're asleep. I mean, how cool is that to be able to go to bed at night and wake up and you've made money because your computer has been doing something for you. And so that's why I built All Pro Web Tools in 2009, because I wanted to build that machine and make it available to small businesses. It just needs a little bit of configuration so that they can run their processes through their business. But what I found was they weren't really sure what their processes were. So that's where the coaching comes in. I have to help them with those processes. But when I say that don't let technology control you, I see people with their phones. Every time it alerts, they have to run and grab their phone. And even worse, I've noticed people when their phone doesn't alert, they're in the middle of a conversation with you. They're checking their phone, checking their phone, checking their phone. Every five, literally five or 10 seconds, I've counted. Yep. So who comes first, the phone or the customer? Exactly. So my, my <laughs> philosophy is like, I, I mean, I get dogged because I'm not answering my phone because of something important. I'm like, I'm sorry, with that client. Right. I don't even, I, my client is 100% of their time. Completely agree with you. Yeah, I, Absolutely. I see that more. And I'm guilty of it myself sometimes. You know, we're at home, we're eating dinner. And a phone will ping and we'll have to, and like, you know what? No. We it's don't. from Craig. <laughs> it's probably a call from Craig. No, I've got I've got your phone call now. It gives me a sound. I It sounds like the. I got to find his phone. It, it sounds like the character from Star Wars. <laughs> so I know that's a Craig call, so we don't have to answer that. But you're absolutely right. 
it it is frustrating when you're speaking to somebody and you're having a conversation. They say, oh, hold on a second. And they're checking their phone. Unless you're a doctor right. and somebody's going to die. Yes. But but look at also relationships. The 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 wife and the husband, I see this so much where everybody's on their phone. Mine's in my back pocket. If I'm out with my significant other, it stays in my back pocket. Right. Melissa calls from Tim, but I got to learn how to get that noise so I know it's Tim. <laughs> I can I'm help you with t- that. No, 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 no. You can't help him with that so he, so he doesn't do it. So what else do you focus on? Do you tailor your talks to specific things when you, when, on, when you go speak to somebody? How do you tailor your talk to businesses and what size business do you, will you talk to? Anybody? I typically work with companies that are probably under 25 employees um, because I think that's where things convert over and you probably have an on-staff HR person and you're starting to put things together. You're already on your way. But I like the growth companies. I like the startups. I like helping them out. And it's interesting what you were saying. Uh, I was just talking to somebody the other day, business owner. He said he got a phone call or a text message from a client on a Sunday night at 9, 9 p.m., he texted him back. He said, is this an emergency? And the client said, no. And he said, well, why don't you just talk to me during business hours? And he said, well, because business owners are on 24-7. And I thought, wow, that's quite a message we're sending out there that we're ever present. And so that's what I mean by taking control of the technology. You don't have to pick it up. You don't have to answer it. You should have policies in place that prevent you from picking up that phone after five or six, whenever it is that you're closed. Or you can always roll it over to somebody you're paying to take those calls during those periods of time. You're right. It, you know, nine o'clock at night, the customer's always right. I think we talked about this last week in our podcast. The stain's always been the customer's always right. And in in sense, they are. But your employees, if you have employees getting calls all time of the night to answer questions that can wait until the next day, well, yeah, what? Hey, but you know what's happening now with everybody working out of their homes? And my girlfriend's a perfect, uh, she she gets more done. She can work at nine o'clock at night because she's not on the phone or with somebody standing in front of her. Hey, I need it now. Well, we're all familiar with shift work, right? I mean, you have a night shift, you have a graveyard shift, you have a day shift. So if if your company requires 24-7 presence with your customers, then staff those shifts. Some people like working at night. Some people like working the graveyard shift. And if you find those people, there's nothing wrong with having them answer those calls if they're getting paid for it. But I think where the problem is, is when you expect your eight-hour employee to be available 24-7 or when your customers expect you to be available 24-7. Yeah. That's not how I play. So you're taking advantage of your, of your, of your taking your employees saying, hey, okay, you're in a management position, you're on call. Right. And that's where it starts going down. Right. And I have learned a very valuable lesson. When you set expectations at a certain level for clients, they're always, and now some of that's biting me in the back end Mm -hmm. because I've set these levels Mm -hmm. for certain clients and now they're expecting, I can call just about any time and get into the studio. Mm -hmm. It's backfired because now we are much busier and I'll have to say, you know, I'm sorry, we can't get you in here for three weeks. Oh, well, it's just a short thing. Mm -hmm. You know what? We could have done that earlier. We can't do it now. So, And I think they're starting to understand, but that's a real shock when they say, I, I can't just walk in. Well, that's where pricing comes in. If you have a rush charge or an emergency fee or something like that, and they really, it's really that important to them, they'll pay that. And then that money could eventually go to getting a bigger studio and hiring more people and so on and so forth. So that's something that I usually hit on with people. If there's a supply and demand issue where there's a lot more demand than you have supply, Basic economics dictates that the price goes up. 
Yep, that's that triangle we have posted somewhere here in the studio. It's the fast, good, or cheap. Mm-hmm. Pick two. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can pick two of those. Only two. Well, but I want it really good quality, and I want it kind of fast. And right now, that's fine. Then the price is going to be here. Well, I only want to pay this. Then the price is here. But what? <laughs> yep. We go. We go round and round and round. We'll give people one more time how they can get a hold of you. Yeah. So on the topic we're talking about, mm-hmm. I just released a video on my YouTube channel called which, Who's in Control? Which is the YouTube channel is? YouTube channel is Dave Talks Business, and the website is davetalksbusiness.com. And Who's in Control was the, the last one that you did? Yeah, the, the video's thing. called Who's in Control. I'm I think you'll like watching that one. Those. You know, he, he kind of threw me a curveball. His, your, the gentleman that you that works for you, Zoe, mm-hmm. we've been going back and forth in email, and obviously I did not pick up on the conversation that, yeah, we're kind of changing what we're going to talk about. So I had it all prepped this morning. I'm ready to go. And he's, no, no, we're going to talk about that. Oh, crap. But it's it called age. Out. It's so, called age catching up. Yeah, it's called age catching up. <laughs> but we do usually have a tip of the day, and we're going to get one in today, and it's still going to be applicable. I didn't have to change that for today. If you're using the wrong tools, it's like trying to make a bookcase out of mashed potatoes. And for you, you can still be, you can still the same thing. If you're trying to build your business using this and doing it this way, it's stupid. I don't know. You probably don't say stupid, but <laughs> I have a lot of things. Uh, I'm creating my first booklet and hopefully it'll be out shortly, but it's just there. There's so many things that are changing and you got to keep up with the times. I don't go to the traditional how everybody else does it. I do it my way. And if they don't like it, I'm getting my word out more than Didn't they are. Frank Sinatra say something about that. Is he still alive? I, I did it my mind. way. No, he's dead. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I keep hitting him with music and, and movie quotes and he doesn't know them and, and that's fine. But, uh, what, I didn't grow what, up in the seventies, man. I was like before your time. Oh, I grew up in the sixties. Chuckles. Well, anyways, Dave Kramer, Dave talks business. Thanks for finally making the long drive in here, a couple hour drive in here to come in this morning. We appreciate that. Thank you for doing it. And I don't know. I got, I got some YouTube videos to watch. You and me both. You and me both. I'm gonna have to learn how to work YouTube. How does that work? I, don't I was know. born in 1949. Thanks for listening to the Check Your Six podcast. Tune in again next time for more information on your small business development.